Hello, and thank you for joining us for another edition of A Matter of Public Health, the podcasting service of the Kent County Health Department, located in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm Steve Kelso, Communications Manager here at KCHD, and I'll be your host as we explore the topics that impact public health. On this episode, Radon, the sequel, what to do after you test. Taking part in today's conversation is Aaron Burnt. He's an indoor radon specialist for the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes and Energy. You may know that agency better as Eagle. He's here with us in Studio Kent, and he'll walk us through the steps we need to take after we've discovered radon in our homes. On the phone today, Nancy Bredoff. She is the president of the National Radon Safety Board. The NRSB provides, among other things, certification for radon mitigation specialists and technicians. She knows what the process of remediation entails, and she'll tell us what to look for. From the Better Business Bureau of Western Michigan, Communications Manager Troy Baker. Troy has consumer smart information about protecting you and your home and your family from potentially being ripped off by any contractor. But we begin today with Brendan Earle. He is supervising sanitarian at the Kent County Health Department. He is our radon subject matter expert here at KCHD. Brendan, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's uh, deja vu, you and I sitting back in here today. A little warmer in here than it was. Yeah, a couple more people here, too. Yeah, how about it? But we have a full program. You know, you and I, we started discussing. Start by briefly telling me what radon is, why I need to be concerned about it. Oh, radon is a byproduct of the natural decay of uranium in the soils. And radon gas can actually work itself up through the soils and into your home through the foundation walls, basement walls, uh, sump crock. And it actually um, is the second leading cause of lung cancer. How often should I be testing for radon? You said that varies. Yeah, uh, a lot of the literature I've read shows, uh, well, suggests, recommends every two to three years. Uh, but because this, the condition of your house and the soils around your house can change. And January has been uh, Radon Awareness Month uh, nationally. And as part of that, the Kent County Health Department has been giving out a number of radon detection kits. How many How many do you think we're out right now? Oh, well, these last two weeks, we've given out over 850 radon kits. So we have 850 kits potentially out there, and we'll have to wait and see how many people actually use them and when they send these results back. But... Let's say I tested my house and Aaron Burnt with the state of Michigan, I've got a positive result. What the heck do I do now? Well, that depends. Uh, if the initial test result comes back at eight or above, uh, we don't encourage long-term testing at that point. We would encourage a second short-term test in the same location right away and then average those two test results and des decide whether to fix the home. So we would always encourage a second test to verify that first test. Now, if that initial test result comes back at 7.9 or less, that homeowner has the option to do another short-term test in the same location right away or do a long-term test at that point. A long-term test is a 91-day to a year test, and EPA's action level is based on a year-long average exposure anyways. So at that point, they could do a long-term test for a year and then base that decision on whether to fix the home from the long-term test result alone. So it really depends. Okay, so now let's say I've gone through that entire process and I've discovered that it, it is time to do something with my home. What do the next steps look like? Well, um, you've verified that you have elevated levels. Now we would encourage you to fix the home through mitigation, hiring a, a, a 
a competent contractor to come in and install a mitigation system in the home and reduce those levels down to more acceptable levels. Does Michigan have a specific licensure uh, requirement for the people I hire to fix this problem in my house? We don't uh, certify our licensed professional mitigators or measurement professionals, but we do encourage the use of somebody that's been certified by one of two national organizations. One is the NRSB, National Radon Safety Board. The other one is the NRPP, National Radon Proficiency Program. And the reason why we encourage using somebody that's been certified by those two organizations is because now we know that they've been taught the right way to reduce radon in the home and they've had to understand that material because they have to pass a proctored exam. So that's why we encourage it. Um, the, the problem is, is we also don't know if they're out there doing what they're taught. So then we encourage using the Better Business Bureau and the Attorney General's Consumer Protection Division to be able to vet your contractor like any other type of contractor and try to get somebody who's going to come in and work for you. You know, it would be really uh, helpful for us right now if we had someone from, say, the National Radon Safety Board who we could go to and ask a couple of questions. And how lucky and just out of the blue that we happen to have Nancy Bredoff joining us. Nancy, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. And um, I would like to add a comment in terms of the national certification. There is another element. So if the consumer uh, has any issues with the contractor or with the installation of the mitigation system, they can always reach back out to the national certification program and, um, you know, issue a complaint. And then the certification program would try and resolve the issue with the contractor and with the consumer. So that's another benefit of working through somebody that has taken the national training and has passed an exam and is, um, hopefully trained to the proper standards. You know, Nancy, I would imagine that a lot of our listeners not familiar with the National Radon Safety Board, tell us about your organization, what it does. Okay, the National Radon Safety Board is a nonprofit organization. The board members are all volunteers and represent various um, aspects of the industry from measurement to laboratories, to mitigation, to research scientists, to uh, professional testers and mitigators, uh, and and consumer people as well. Now, do and you f- the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So the, and the certification program has various credentials. Uh, there's credentials for measurement professionals, for mitigation professionals, for accrediting laboratories. The National Radon Safety Board also approves training courses and approves devices that are used to measure indoor radon. Let me ask you, do you find in states like Michigan where there is no requirement from the state to have any kind of licensure or certification, do you find that we have licensed or certified, actually I guess certified, radon mitigators in this state? Uh, I didn't actually look. <laughs> On the website, there is a link um, There's a, a to find a professional in your area. And All right. We'll include that link when we post this episode of the podcast, so our listeners will be able to find that as well. Yeah, they'll, they'll be able to find testers, mitigators, laboratories, uh, and you can search by 
company name, by last name. You can put a mile radius in to try and pinpoint uh, a professional close to your area. What are some of the things I need to be looking for when I when I want to hire one of these operations to come into my house? Well, obviously, the first is whether there's a state license or national certification. I would also recommend, uh, you know, looking to see if they have any reviews, any Google reviews, um, you know, or other uh, sort of social media. And I, another element I think is important with a mitigation contractor is to try and get an on-site estimate. Uh, you can get a, a, a feel for the contractor. They can come out. They can evaluate the property, and then better they're better able to give the consumer a um, an idea of what kind of work is involved and what you know they expect of the the uh, contractor. You know, I want to talk real generally here because I'm assuming that every home is different when you start entering into a process of mitigation. But in general, I think one of the things that scares people away from having their homes tested is they go, oh, my gosh, what is this going to cost me? I'm looking at uh, the kitchen was 30 grand. How much is this going to cost me? Am I ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000? Are you able to give us any kind of a range of what we're looking at when what's a typical mitigation cost? It it varies around the country. I would say an average is probably about fifteen hundred dollars. Um, it may, but as I say, it may vary from area to area. Um, but I, I I would think that that's a a, a fair estimate. Uh, in the state of Michigan, and it averages between usually eight hundred to fifteen hundred dollars, depending on how much material and labor uh, it, it 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 needs to to fix that home. If somebody's got a full basement, it usually falls at the lower end of that spectrum. If there's crawl space and other other foundation types that need to be addressed, it can creep up at the upper end of that spectrum. Gosh, I got to tell you, eight hundred and fifty to fifteen hundred dollars—that doesn't scare me nearly as bad as what what I had in the back of my mind. Right? That's that's well worth doing, right, Brennan? I mean, this is the second leading cause of lung cancer in, in the country. Yeah, exactly, um, and. Having a radon mitigation system in yeah, my own home. Yeah, you've got some personal experience with this. Uh, it's it's very quiet. You know, um, it basically is a little fan type blower that that sucks uh, the radon gas up from my foundation out and then vents out the atmosphere up uh, a little chimney in my uh, garage attic, and I don't hear it. Um, I rarely even think about it. I check it once in a while to make sure it's working, and that and that's about it. You know, I don't really even notice the difference in uh, the electrical bill or anything like that. You know, Troy Baker with the uh, Better Business Bureau of Western Michigan, 850 to $1,500 doesn't scare me nearly as bad, but there are a lot of people out there who would like to have my 850 to $1,500 to do this work, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. And, and 850 to $1,500 is exactly the price that I, I spoke with some of our accredited businesses that do this, and that's right there in that range that they were quoting as, as what the prices are right here in Kent County. So what do I look out for? Yeah, well, you know, of course, the the best thing is what we just found out now is know what the price is, the range is going to be, right? So if you get estimates and two of them say it's a thousand, another guy says it's two hundred bucks, don't go with the guy that's two hundred bucks. There's a reason he's going to charge you two hundred bucks, <laughs> and you're probably not going to get the same amount of work and the same quality work as the guys that were going to do it for a thousand. And if he says three grand, then am I going to get twice as good work? Probably not. <laughs> um, 
So, so know what the job should cost. Have an idea of what, what it takes. You don't have to be an expert on it, but have some knowledge about it. So when people come out to your house and tell you, here's what we have to do, you have an idea of whether that makes sense or not. Get a couple estimates. If one guy says he has to start knocking down walls, maybe get another estimate before you decide that you're going to do some major renovation to fix this this issue. So get a couple estimates. Don't always go with the lowest price. And then do your before you sign anything, do your homework. So as we've talked about so far, ask your friends and family, who have you used if you've come across this? Look for reviews. Go to bbb.org and and see what they've got. Look at the reviews, the complaints, whether they're an accredited business. And we have certified mitigators right here in Kent County that are accredited with us. They're certified with the Radon Safety Board. They have everything they need. So find the ones you know you can trust that will do the job right. And avoid getting ripped off because there sure are there sure are some folks out there who would who would do that. And and compare those quotes too. See what they would do, why they would do it, and what type of materials that they're going to use. Uh, what kind of warranties come with that work and the equipment there. Yeah, and, and get everything in writing. So often when it comes to any contractor, we hear complaints from people who say, well, they said they were going to do this too. Well, if it's not in writing, you got a really hard time ahead of you to, to really force the issue. So everything needs to be in writing. The scope of the job, the cost of the job, how long it's going to take, when they're going to come to do it, everything needs to be in writing. Nancy, I'm assuming a lot of this sounds familiar to you, doesn't it? It, it does, and it was interesting because I do recall we had a complaint recently from a consumer from a different state about a mitigator, and she had forwarded the contract, and when we read through the contract, she had agreed to the terms that the contractor, what he did, so we really didn't have any recourse. So read through the contract and make sure you agree with the contract. Generally, the contract um, will... Uh, warrant the the fan. There'll be a warranty on the fan for at least five years um, if the fan needs to be replaced. Uh, the contractor may charge for their time to come out to replace it, but um, usually the fan is included. And, um, you know, it, you just be mindful about which, what you're entering into. And to make sure that the, that the, the contract also guarantees that they're going to reduce the radon concentration. The current EPA action level is four picocuries per liter, but the EPA also recommends that if the levels are between two and four, that the consumer consider taking some action to even lower, you know, to reduce it below. So, that, that's um, a that's something I hadn't thought of. I can actually specify to that contractor that I you are going to hit the mark here, right? Correct. And, and some consumers want it to be below two, and, and they'll work with the contractor on that as well. Um, generally, generally um, they can get it below four, and generally they can get it below two. So. Yeah, in the state of Michigan, with uh, proper mitigation, it's fairly easy to reduce radon concentrations to below two. And that's where we need to be to keep keep our family safe from from this deadly gas that's that's really everywhere. Aaron, you and I were talking earlier uh, you know, last week, and you were saying 
This stuff's in every home. You just don't know the level until yeah. you get it checked out. Yeah, and it's a statewide issue. We have elevated rain-on concentrations in every county, so that's why we encourage statewide testing. You don't know until you test. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us today. I want to go around the room, and I want you guys, because I often miss the most obvious question, I want to know the most important thing that you think our listeners need to take away from this particular podcast. And, Brendan, let's start with you. Well, I think the most important thing is just to make sure that you test your home. Um, as as most people know, radon is tasteless, colorless, odorless, and there's no short-term health effects. So you will not know that you have radon until years later when you start developing some issues with your lung. So the only way to, to know if you have an issue, a radon problem is to test. So that's my biggest point, just make sure you test. Aaron, from where you sit as indoor radon specialist for the state of Michigan. For me, uh, I just want to emphasize that every home can be fixed. It's not something that we should really be scared of. And if I had to have an environmental issue, this is the one I want because I can test my home myself. And like I said before, it's easy to fix. Every home can be fixed. Nancy Bredoff with the National Radon Safety Board. What have we missed? What What do the folks need to know? Well, I would agree. I would suggest because the only way you know if you have elevated radon is to test. And radon fluctuates and from daytime to nighttime and from season to season. So it's important to test on an annual or every two years basis because houses change and uh, new cracks or entry points can develop. But more importantly, also, if you do have elevated levels, to take the steps through to fix it because you can prevent a major health risk for, for your family. And it's, it's a, a fairly easy fix. Troy Baker so with my the- takeaway. Thank you. Troy Baker with the Better Business Bureau of Western Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. Get te- get this tested. And if you have to hire somebody to fix the issue, make sure you do your homework ahead of time. You find somebody that's trustworthy, somebody that has a good track record of doing it the right way and treating customers the way you need to be treated to make sure that when things are said and done, you've got the most for your money. Excellent. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us today on this edition of A Matter of Public Health. And to our listeners, thank you for taking some time out of your day to listen to this edition of A Matter of Public Health. It is the podcasting service of the Kent County Health Department.